It's the CXM experience. I am Brad Kahn, CXO at Sprinkler. And today is one of my favorite types of shows, which is we have a guest. Uh, today's guest is Yoli. And I'm going to introduce Yoli briefly in a moment. But uh, what I'm going to talk about today should be super interesting. So today we're going to have a conversation about Bitcoin, you know, digital currencies, blockchain, and on all the things that are happening in the world of virtual currencies. And there's some really fascinating stuff going on out there. Yoli's right at the forefront of it. So uh, I thought it'd be really fun to have her on today and sort of blow our minds a little bit as we think about the future. So let me talk about Yoli for a sec. So I first met Yoli in 2004. Uh, back in Toronto at a company called Points.com, where she got hired in. Uh, and uh, we sort of became fast friends and fast colleagues from there on in. Uh, and Yoli and I have worked together at Points. We worked together at Microsoft Research. We worked together in the U.S. sub of Microsoft in the marketing group there. Uh, and more recently, we worked at Sprinkler together. So uh, Yoli, welcome. Uh, I understand you are now in Tulum, Mexico, where you're yes. running uh, running a fry shack, and I think the <laughs> title, if I understand correctly, is Chief Fryer. So congratulations! Absolutely, on that. thank great. you, thank you. You know, I've ascended into you know the peak of my career. <laughs> well, you always threatened to open a fry shack on the beach, and I always thought, sure, sure, sure. And here you are on a beach, very close to opening a fry shack. So, uh, so plus, you know, plus you're plus you're trading in Bitcoin. Uh, so uh, let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what you're doing. And, and I'd love to just kind of let you kind of just talk for a few minutes around what you're seeing happening and what's going on in the, in the marketplace right now. Um, it's been a bit of a journey back for Bitcoin. I think it's finally sure. back at what sort of value from a couple of years ago. But just like expand on that a little bit for us and just give everyone a kind of a quick tour. Because I think a lot of people sort of stopped paying attention uh, to Bitcoin yeah. a few years ago and then just gets kind of back. So let's hear more about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I got into uh, interested in the blockchain, I would say probably late, you know, at around 2016, 2017, just as Bitcoin was sort of going on its its run. Um, but what interested me was just that the the fact that the blockchain and the what was happening around it and how the ecosystem was developing was very analogous to how the ecosystem developed around the internet. And, um, you know, I was around in the 90s and that's when sort of my career took off. And I recognized a lot of the similar patterns in terms of how the technology was being developed, how it was being adopted, how the communities around different innovation sort of sprung up, there's very much a similar vibe around blockchain. Yeah, and I think, and as I think I, also associated, I know what you're talking about, right? Like the associated with that is a very common theme of this is a fad, this is stupid. Yes. Uh, like whenever, yes. when I hear people really starting to slag something, yes. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yes. That's, that's usually that, when that's a sign, right? You are spot on. <laughs> and that's exactly what made me say, hmm, I should definitely dive into this because I remember um, trying to get people to adapt pay, adopt PayPal. You know, when I was at eBay <laughs> yeah. and I remember, you know, I remember even just things like, you know, oh, before banners were clickable. That's when I always talk about. But just the 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 tenor and the sort of people's surety of things being being a fad 
just made me suspicious that perhaps it's not a fact because mm-hmm. I've heard these same themes, you know. And then also, you know, what would just be about blockchain, obviously, is is the technology and the um, where I see the potential disruptions, you know, the same way the Internet enabled this whole a number of innovations in communication, in in e-commerce, in healthcare, etc. You name it, smartphones, you name it. And, you know, our world was completely changed. I think we're going to see a similar sort of sea change when it comes to this whole notion of value and assets and tracking assets and the middlemen that have to date been the folks that have sort of been the gatekeepers around assets. The reason why Bitcoin is, um, you know, has garnered so much interest is because it's it's the first sort of use case um, that sort of removes this middleman around payments and being able to, you know, send money or value without having to have a middleman. Uh, but well, you're going to see that in a number of different areas. You think about intellectual property, musicians, you know, tracking their intellectual property. They're not going to need a record label. They don't need that today. But blockchain is going to even exacerbate that further. You, you think about real estate and contracts, you know, the whole process of buying and selling a home that on the blockchain is going to actually remove the middleman. You're gonna you're gonna see a whole disruption. You think about, um, you know, there's there there are companies that are de- that are developing technology in the solar space and this ability for individuals to sell back energy to the ecosystem. Blockchain removes the need for the the energy companies. I mean, there's just so many. Once you start to under, understand the technology. You just see the the, the use cases. Um, it's going to be an interesting time. Well, the thing that's super fascinating to me is it's it's really hard to almost see the use cases, right? So, like the I think there's a little bit of a, a leap that people have to make sometimes, yes. where yes. you see certain characteristics, you can imagine some scenarios. But you also have to kind of carry with you this intrinsic belief that we can't fully imagine what's going to happen, but it's worthwhile embracing it yeah, because it's disruptive, yeah. right? So like the very first cars that came out, if you were to, I think Mercedes-Benz produced the first sort of autonomous automobile, right? It's actually in their museum in, um, uh, let's see, in Stuttgart. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I was looking at this car and I was thinking, man, at the time, could people have seen, you know, the cars we have today? It would have been pretty hard to imagine, right? Pretty hard to imagine. But, you know, you had to sort of believe in it. Um, one of the things that I, I think is funny is really predictions of what the you know, the web's going to be like from the 90s. And, you know, they're not way off, but they're off. You know, yeah. I, I've, I once sat down, I had a lunch with a very famous Canadian billionaire, and I was pitching him on, um, um, on Open Cola, which was one of my businesses I'd did before I met you, uh, we ended up getting the money we needed and stuff. But he was um, kind of cynical about the internet in general. Um, he was a reasonably famous, very wealthy person. And I was, I was using Amazon as an example. And this would be late 90s, 98, 99. Like, you know, not not like it was getting there, right? And Amazon had been in business yeah. for about five years. And he looked at me like I was an idiot. 
and sort of raised his eyebrow and scoffed at me. And he said, <laughs> Amazon? He said, their business is selling books below cost. They're never going to be anything. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's the tough <laughs> thing, right? That's a tough thing. Because, you know, that, he, was tra- he was right. At the time, Amazon's business was selling yeah. books below cost. You know, uh, that is exactly what they were doing. Um, but oh boy, wouldn't it have been nice to really load up on Amazon back then, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think that's a little bit of what is tough for people. So as you think about what this technology is going to do to customers and customer experience, like what, how would you like dangerously tread into the area of making a prediction on it? Well, you know, I, I think back to the very first, you know, Palm Pilot I had. Uh, you know, the, the, the mobile experience, and you think about how that has evolved. And then, you know, the smartphone and that just completely changed everything. But when you when you have the, the, the Palm Pilot, the use cases were just, you know, email and maybe some crude games. But you had to sort of believe that this notion of being able to have a communication device in your hand and once sort of data speeds were and the, the technology would evolve, that you would be able to do much more. And, and look at where we are now. You know, I can run an entire business on my on my on my iPhone right now. Um, you know, the the number of of businesses that have developed just based on the app store is remarkable. I think mm. the same the case is the same with blockchain. I think, I think once people really understand that you're you're essentially building, I don't want to use this corny term, but it's like it's like internet, what, 4.0, 5.0, or on steroids, <laughs> but it's like oh <laughs> it's like that. On a plus, crack, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the internet whole- crack, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> I, I think it was this idea. This People kept on, early on, people were saying, you know, trustless, trustless. And I couldn't quite understand what they were talking about, you know. And, and they, they use this word immutable. And the way I, as a non-technical person, understand it, it's essentially this giant ledger that can't be messed with right, right? right. And, and and is fully transparent so you think about all the all the activities that happen in general let's just think about in business um, you know companies today um, have to if you're a public company you have to report you know your earnings report on a quarterly basis um, you can env- envision on a, t- a time when the audit process is all on the blockchain and the the basically how a company is doing is going to be available on in real time. It's going to be that transparent. Think about how transformative that's going to be. Hmm. You know, I think and what I loved about the Internet was the level playing field yeah. that. Um, it enabled for so many, you know, small businesses or even segments of population that normally might not have had exposure to a particular business or sector. So whenever you have transparency, whenever you have greater connectivity, that's what I love about technology. And I think 
I think the blockchain, I don't know where it's going to go, but I think, you know, coming back to your question around experience, I just think you're going to have even more of a seamless experience because of that transparency, because you don't need to trust the network. Then what, what does that mean when you're, when you you don't have to think about trust, think about that. Think about how many things we don't do today because we're we're worried about you know being scammed or da da da. I think we're going to deal with all of that, but I think there's going to be um, for for those brands today that think of, start to think about enabling blockchain in their ecosystem in some way. I think we're gonna, they're going to be, because they're already trusted brands, and then now using this technology that's, that's, that's trustless and transparent, I think it's going to transform some businesses. I don't know how exactly, but... Well, it's interesting because I do think you know trust is a big part of that customer experience. You know, I was I was going through a customer experience flow today, and um, uh, it was uh, it was like a demo uh, of technology, and they were they had this very interesting stat, which is if you go into a shopping cart and you start to check out, and there's a add coupon button, and you have a coupon, yeah. And you click the add coupon button and nothing appears because you see that all the time. It happens to me a lot. Uh, it just doesn't work. Apparently, 98% of the time, that person won't check out. Isn't that amazing? Oh. Yeah. You have the yeah, coupon. Right, you have the coupon. You got yeah. it. And it's like, there's something squirrely going on here. I'm out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the other thing they said is, is equally problematic is when there's an add coupon button, or add a coupon code button that's visible and you click it and you don't have a code, uh, the, the abandon rate is really high as well, like 80 something percent. Partly because people are like, well, wait a second, there's a free coupon out there somewhere that I'm not getting. I'm yeah. going to go find it, right? And they yeah. may or may not find it. And so there's a lot of discussion about how does that get added and like how, like versus, you know, can you automatically add coupons or can you do it in a way that people don't feel like they're paying more than they should be? Oh, that was super yeah. interesting on something that's a pretty simple piece of functionality that almost everyone has on their site, but when it breaks, it causes all sorts of chaos. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about picking winners and losers. So, you know, you could be sitting there in 1997 or 1998. Uh, feeling pretty good about yourself with your um, investments <laughs> in Webvan and Pets.com and uh, Nortel. You know, Nortel felt that felt really secure. Not going to be any yeah. problems there, right? Oh, man, feeling Nortel. pretty balanced portfolio. Yeah. You're feeling pretty solid, right? And that hundred grand could be in nothing, right? Be worth nothing today. Uh, or also at the exact same period of time, you could have invested in Amazon. And mm -hmm. Google and um, say Microsoft or Microsoft, yeah. Apple, or you know, and you'd be looking really nice right now. So, yeah. how do you pick the winners and losers? And it's so hard at the time because it's easy to look back and say, ha ha ha, pets.com. But actually, yeah, they were right. Like the pet food business online is huge now, it's, it's just it's massive. gone to Amazon. Yeah, they were they yeah. were right, they just too yeah. early didn't have a quite. It like wasn't quite right. It's just they, yeah, <laughs> but boy, they were right, right? That must be just brutal for them. But so how do you do that? How do you pick that today? And then how are you thinking about your portfolio? Well, you know, I, I am sort of actively trading certain 
um, cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and XRP. But when I think about those um, companies that are developing, uh, you know, beyond sort of the whole monetary side of things and finance side and fintech side, I do think there's some some folks that have been early enough and have invested enough and are also partnered up with um with companies like Microsoft, like the IBMs, like, and all the banks. So companies like, uh, so organizations like Ethereum, rather, I should say. Ethereum, I think, is definitely going to be a player. They're essentially, I would say, building a, one of the operating systems, uh, for lack of a better word, that's going to be leveraged uh, by those who develop on the blockchain. So you can think of Ethereum the same way you might think of like OS. Um, so I think Ethereum is, is, is a fairly safe bet. However, also in the same space, also building um, an, an operating system is uh, Cardano. So ADA is their, their symbol, but Cardano, they are, their technology is actually um, uh, most folks believe that it's more advanced than Ethereum. Um, but Ethereum has been an early, early player and has had more developers, has a, has a much more active developer community. Mm, okay, doesn't this so, sound from, doesn't this sound familiar, right? <laughs> like sounds it, amazing, right? And it's actually funny, like how, how businesses will be, go from sort of hot to not based on their developer community. And, you know, yes. the thing I like about tech is it changes so quickly and, you know, you can see there's a, uh, conversation I was having the other day with someone about, you know, a company in the developer space, which everyone thought was just going to be everything and no one even talks about it anymore. And so that, yeah. that sort of switch is so quick. So, you know, I love underdogs, you know, I'm the, I'm the world's biggest fan of underdogs, which is why I never bet on sports because I've always bet for the team that's <laughs> most likely to lose. I can't resist it. Uh, so, um, and I, I just, I can't, I can't really talk about Bitcoin without talking about the Winklevoss twins. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> man, what a comeback. Man, what a I comeback. Think, but from, from yes. your vantage point, just tell me how you're looking at that and, and, and you know, how guys, you come into them. Yeah, you know, I, I I follow them on Twitter and every day they're just like, uh-huh, told ya. And um, my from my perspective, you know, I, I, I posted the other day that I think of them as sort of the, the turtle in that fable, the turtle and the hare, because um, it has been a, a long haul, you know, trying to drive awareness around blockchain. And, you know, they kind of didn't get their sort of just dues uh, for the development of social social networks, et cetera, and who knows what the real story is, but they've had another opportunity to be at the forefront of um, another big, big, massive change um, that I, I think is going to change our, our world. I do, because this is a customer experience podcast, I do want to give you one use case that I think is is um, just just to think about. Yeah, so, um, so think about e- e-commerce sites today. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, you know, one site and there's there are some levels of customization based on cookies, based on your past sales, mm. what you bought before, et cetera. But, um, you know, there are some that are trying to develop technology that's around having this single ID, the single ID on the blockchain that has all your preferences 
and it's got you know, mm. you know, it, it knows everything wow. about you. It knows your size. It knows your favorite colors. It knows your allergies. Just think about that, right? Think about a single ID that you carry across with you to every website. And so that means that the webs, like even how we develop websites might change because the website for me doesn't need to look the same as it does for you because, uh, you know, that's what blockchain is, I believe, wow, is going to ultimately end up. Think about that, right? It's like. Right. So you're fully a it, fully customized world based on a single ID that you carry with you. And we've been talking about a unified customer ID for a long time. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. And, huh. the, and the blockchain, because it can't be messed with, um, it may be the one one um, sort of technology that, it, that that brings that to life in a, in a unique way that can be used across multiple sites. Anyway, I'm excited about that one. That's cool. I know there was... <laughs> that is but the Winkle really cool. Twins, watch out for those guys. You know, I think they're going to be you. folks that we're going to be talking about for a long time. Well, it's amazing. I mean, you know, their payout from Facebook, do you know what it was? It's, it's shocking, Don't. actually. I don't eleven million. It? That's all they got. No way. Eleven million. That's all they got. Okay, oh from Facebook. Gosh. Okay. And there's two of them. That... So just five and a half million each. Anyway, so so they took that eleven million. They turned it into what is now yeah. a multi-billion-dollar Bitcoin empire. Uh, it's pretty yeah. impressive. So um, yeah, you got to you got to take your at some point. You got to take your hat off, hat off, and say, "Way to go!" Yes. And they were in the Olympics too. Like they were, they were on the rowing team, the Olympics. Like they're this object of ridicule, but I don't know. Maybe it's the name Winklevoss. I think they're gonna get. I mean, yeah. name, but I don't know. That's not what it is. I think they're they're gonna get the last laugh. I think they're a real story. What's really interesting, I'll just kind of end on this, is that what you're seeing, really, what I think is really exciting, is all the social platforms are moving heavily into commerce, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Facebook. They're being really aggressive and doing some very cool stuff. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen the Facebook video. It's very cool. It's like the new QVC. Um, so as you see all these social platforms move into commerce, and as you see Bitcoin and blockchain become you know more standardized ways of paying for things, won't wouldn't it just be delicious? Like wouldn't you pay like a million dollars to be at the <laughs> meeting where the Winklevoss twins <laughs> sits down with face? I mean, I just think that would be very poetic. Totally. Very poetic. All right. Well, totally. Yoli, as always, amazing having you on. Thank you for joining and uh, enjoy the weather me. in Mexico. I'm in Florida, Thank so I'm not that far away from you now. But, no, you're uh, not. But uh, we're uh, we're both in warm weather right now, so uh, which is great. So I uh, I miss you very much, and it was great talking with you today. Thank you. Great talking to you. Thank you for having me. For the CXM experience, it's GradCon and Yoli. Just follow her on Twitter, Yoli Chisholm, or on um, Instagram at Yoli Chisholm, C H I S H O L M. And uh, that's it for the CXM experience today. And I'll see you next time.